What it is, guys? Your boy Alan here with another episode of Alanizing, and today we got a bombshell in European football, man. Leo Messi has decided to leave FC Barcelona and join Paris Saint Germain. It's inconceivable. No one ever thought Bar- uh, Messi would actually leave his boyhood club, but it's happening. It's happening, man. And I'm gonna get right to my opinion, how I think he fits in, and my expectations for the team. You know, overall opinion on it. But first, I want to start you guys how we got here. I'll show you guys how we got here. How we got to this point. And to me, it started way back in February 2020. When Eric Abadal, Barca legend, was the sporting director at the time. And, and one of the, he had a press conference about dismissing Valverde, which is the former uh, Barca coach. And he just added this, this quote that says, you know, I, okay, let me say, I quote, they identified many players weren't satisfied, not working hard, as there was also an internal communication problem. End quote. A day later, Messi, Messi, who never speaks out on anything like this, okay, any, he, doesn't, he don't like to speak out, especially against his club, does the contrary and speaks out, calling them out, calling the board out, calling Eric Abadal out, and say to say the names. Of a player, so that's already that's already a rift in the relationship. Month later, in March 2020, COVID reaches a high around the world, so clubs are asking for players to do pay cuts, you know, for to pay staff members, equipment, other jobs, etc. For Barca, though, the board mem- board members are leaking and putting pressure on the players, saying that they don't want to t- to make these pay cuts. Again. Messi, Messi speaks out on behalf of the club and the players saying, I quote, the agreement has been delayed for a few days because we were looking for a formula to help the club and its workers during these difficult times, end quote. So again, Messi's speaking out, something he never does. He's speaking out again, saying that we are trying to get this done, but we're trying to find a way where it benefits all parties few months later, August 2020, it's been a few quiet months between March and August, but in August 2020, the Champions League came back and Barca was demolished by Bayern 8-2 in the quarterfinals, right? And their former 100 million euro man that was on loan to Bayern, Coutinho, scored a brace against them to knock them out. Ouch, man. Woo, imagine spending all that and then he leaves and then he knocks you out, like, so obviously the Blaugrana is humiliated right Messi the players the board humiliated the board they sack 18 they dismiss Abadal and then they point Ronald Coleman Coleman and Messi have then have a meeting which gets leaked Messi is obviously irritated by this he blames Bartomeu so that's already two things that they have beef with each other and then the last straw for Messi was that Barca forced out his boy, best friend, Luis Suarez, out the door, along with Rakitic, Vidal, and you know, Titi. Um, Titi obviously is still there, but he has a whole ad. He has a whole different situation. We're not going to get into that, all right? But the Suarez thing, I think that really hurt him because that's his best friend, all right? So that was the last drip of water that overflowed Messi's cup. And he tells Barca, I'm out of here via Burofax. However, 
with that with his old contract he had a 700 million euro release clause that was a valid until that contract expired so things calmed down because no club at the time had 700 million euros just laying around all right and maybe some clubs did but they had it illegally or if we're not gonna say illegally they had it some form of non-football way so nobody had that money to buy Messi in September of 2020 2020 has confirmed that he's going to leave the presidency of Barcelona okay and Messi stays all right because you know so I believe I believe Messi's advisors his family his teammates the fans the love that he had for the club convinced him to stay and because Bartomeu was leaving so all that time all that convinced him to stay in October Bartomeu resigned due to all the pressure so I think that that resigning took the pressure off of him and then right before he's gonna leave he says Barca's gonna join Super League which just you know summarizes the whole time at Barca just causing havoc that's what he you know low-key low-key respect him for that no, I just can't believe you know, I just don't like Barca. So it's, it's funny. It's funny for me. A few months later, in February 2021, Spanish newspaper El Mundo reveals that Barca's debt has surpassed 1.1 billion euros. Wow. Due to enormous wages to players, expired contracts with sponsors, the pandemic, etc. And a month later, Juan Laporta wins the election to become the president of Barca once again. And in his uh, campaign, he's, one of his like main things that he was going to do was that he was going to make Messi stay. And he was going to take care of all this debt. All right. So far, not going good. But we're going to get into that later. May and June of 2021, Laporta insists Messi's deal is finishing up and he will stay and says that they will make new signings. In June of 2021, Messi's old contract officially expires, and the Liga president, Javier Teva, says he will accept a new contract if Barca accomplish to be between the cap and the regulations. In present month, August 2021, La Liga confirms that they have a new TV deal with CVC worth 2.7 billion euros in 50 years. I think it was a bad deal, and so does Madrid and Barca. They're going to take it to court, and why they're going to take it to court is because they're giving a ten percent stake of the TV rights. Okay, and two point seven billion is all they're getting. In fifty years, inflation is going to happen, and it's going to be huge inflation. So that two point seven billion euros is—I don't know how much. To, the market works like that, but it's going to be way more in 50 years. So that's why clubs like Madrid and Barca are fighting this so they could get more of their rights back. But despite this, Barca then announced that, I quote, all right, this is from their Twitter, I think it was, I quote, despite having reached an agreement between Barca and Leo Messi with the clear intention of both parties to sign a new contract, it will not be possible to formalize it due to economic and structural obstacles, end quote. And then they continue to thank Messi about his time at the club and, you know, everything. 
The economic and structural obstacles that they were talking about is Spanish football's salary cap regulations that Barca has surpassed, right, with all the players' wages and everything like that. August 9, Messi has a press conference about uh, leaving Barcelona, and August 10 is introduced as a PSG player, you know, goes to Paris, and he's just out there, and he's waving and everything and today august 11 he had a press conference introducing him you know like where he's answering all these questions but he's officially a psg player and a noteworthy question i got from his press conference was that somebody asked him journalist asked him if he was looking forward to playing against barca this season like on whatever time most likely the ucl and he said that he would like to go against them and like well actually he wouldn't go out to kiss against them he specifically said he would like to go back to the camp now with a full crowd which is code for yes i want to go against barca in the camp now and beat their ass that's okay that's code word for that i'm pretty sure man because why would he why would he not want to go back and beat them so i think that's what he wants to do it's just noteworthy because i think that was pretty funny i think that was a good question he answered how he's supposed to answer, politically correct, but, you know, he wanted to say, oh, yeah, I want to go, so they cheer me on, and then I just beat their, and I just beat them, so, I think that's good. But, that was the timeline, so let's get to the opinions, all right. My opinions, this is Barca's fault, 100%, specifically the reign of Joseph. Bartomeu, right? His incompetent decisions of giving average players humongous wages backfired on him and the club, right? And they weren't even spending this money on players that they needed. They're mostly attacking players when they should have been spending on defensive reinforcements because their defense is getting old or sometimes they don't have good players like Piquet is getting old. Uh, Lengalette's okay. Um, Titi, okay. Sergio Roberto, okay. Jordi Alba's getting old. So they needed defensive reinforcements. So they knew about the salary cap. All right. They had to know because this is a thing, this is a memo they sent out to every team. So they had to they had to take necessary choices and they did not. All right. I think Laporta also deserves some blame because he also knew about the debt and the salary cap and he doesn't address it. All right. He doesn't address it by selling players or no contract negotiations with them to have less wages. So, I don't know. You know. I'm not a business level expert like that, okay? I don't know about the process of this and how you take wages off people. I don't know if that's possible, okay? Because I'm not in this business. But if this isn't allowed practice, you have to get rid of these players and their contracts before you ever do that to Messi, all right? It don't matter, bro. He can be the only player on the squad. He can be the literally just the one player on the roster. You will get more players because they want to play with him. But no, you let go of him because of his contract. And you could deal with the rest of the guy's contracts. But no, you decide to deal with him. That's what I, you see, that's what I'm saying. Because I don't know. That makes no sense to me. So I think it has to be that... They, they can't do what I'm saying about taking off players' contracts and their wages. They can't do that. Because if they could, 100% pretty sure they would. Or if they can't, or if they could do that and they're not doing that, then that's just idiotic move. That's just idiotic 
choices. Okay, so that's, that's that's just what it is. That's the facts. But again, I don't know how the business works. But if it works like that, that's every fan knows you keep this guy over everybody. So with him being a free agent, he leaves to PSG, which is the only club who can afford his wages right now. Because City could also do that, but they bought Zach Grealish. For 100 million euros, so then, yeah, they don't, they don't have the money anymore. All right, but they signed them to a two-year deal, one-year optional, around 35 to 40 million euros a season. Yes, a lot of money, but not compared to the income PSG will receive by signing this guy. They already gained a few million followers on social media. The jersey and ticket sales are flying through the roof right now. I literally see every person trying to get... People who are not even soccer fans, not even European football fans, are trying to get messy PSG jerseys. And then the ticket sales, people are trying to try to go see him play. TV revenue, people are trying to see him play on TV. So it's, it's all going through the roof. And it was a mad, it's, it's mad, man. It's, it's crazy right now. But it's a great transfer window by PSG. It was a great transfer window, right? They got... Ramos on a free, Hakimi on a free, Jujo Wanyaldum on a free, Donnarumma on a free. These are great players, and they're giving them on free. Yeah, they're like wages are pretty big, but that's wages. They're not even like the biggest wages ever. So I expect PSG to win all the available trophies that are to them, right? Especially the Champions League. They don't win it. It's the biggest football failure ever. I mean, ever. There's no bigger failure if you don't. If this team doesn't win DCL, you have three of the top five players in the world in your front line. Your midfield is strong with Marco Verratti, Paredes, and Wijnaldum. All right, the defense of Ramos, Marquinhos, and Hakimi, and with with uh, Donnarumma or Navas as your goalkeeper. It's, it's a must win. It's a must win UCL year. Pochettino, Mauricio Pochettino. He's my guy. Okay? And he deserves his chance. But he's under a lot of pressure. A lot of pressure. Because how can you not manage this team? How can you not win with this team? His years in Tottenham. I mean, that wasn't his excuse. But that was the big reason why he didn't get these trophies. Because the players, they didn't have that experience. And they weren't as good as this team. Now you have, and that was about Pochettino. They're saying, oh, how can he win with the squad? Now he has a squad. You got to win. It's a must. It's necessary. Very necessary. But I believe in him. All right? I believe he can manage them and live up to the expectations. Come on, Poch. I got you. But first, tactics. How about Messi fits in? Uh, Poch. With the most of this year, he went with a 4 2 3 1. And I can see Messi being camp in this position. Di Maria could be a right wing, obviously, Neymar's in the left wing, and a striker, Mbappe. So if Messi's in the camp, dude, you could just he's just gonna play make and get some goal scoring opportunities. But if Poncho chooses a 4 3 3, it could be Messi on the right wing, Mbappe striker, and Neymar left wing or same formation but they put Messi as a false nine and then Mbappe on the right and obviously Neymar on the left there's other ways you could do it 
but that's how I think Poch will do personally because that's his two formations that he does. And Messi fits in all three. All right, you put him in any of these three positions, dude's going to do messy things. So, doesn't matter. But if it does, you know, it does fit, Poch will need to find some defensive midfields, to be honest, because this, they're not going to, this front line is not going to help backtrack. All right, they're not coming back to help him out. So they're going to need, I think he's going to need some defensive midfielders to keep a balance for defense and attacking. It's totally going to be a heavy possession base side. They're going to have the ball most of the time. But I'm excited. I want to see Messi. I want to see Messi and my favorite player, Ramos, celebrating a goal together. That would be so, so odd. Just seeing them celebrate like, hey, man, good goal. Like, that's going to be crazy. It's going to be wild. Can't wait. As a Madrid fan, I'm, a, I'm ecstatic that he's leaving Barca after years of him killing us in games, bro. He's gone. That's great. I'm kind of down because the greatest classical, El Clasico era is over. It's over between him and Cristiano. Over between 2009 and, 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 and 2018, it's over, and that hurts. And that hurts, man, because that's a piece of your life that was our childhood. And I just moved on, like, this it's, that's not it's over, but you know, it's business football, it's football, but football is a business, man. Professional football is a business, so that's how things gotta go. Static, bro. So excited, elated, trying to see how it's gonna go. PSG better win that UCL. They better win that UCL, man. Or they ain't never gonna win it. Never gonna win if they don't win it this year or next year. Or whenever Messi's there, they don't win it. It's gonna be a fail. They got experience. Alright, guys, see you in the next episode. Hope you like it.